0: what's up everyone it's a bonus episode about rats who's ready for rats with an exclamation point that's what the movie Ah, was originally titled it was originally going to be titled rats until brad bird came on and he was like what the hell is that
1: honestly i don't know like that it could have been any more gross um it would have it would have been more upfront about what it had to offer
0: well oh uh this is no highway option it's a cinema podcast where we take movies and compare them to and ask the there's no highway option the one (laughs) podcast where we watch movies and can where we answer the one question that all movies have is is it better or worse than vin diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece the pacifier i'd it's been a long day and this is a quick bonus. We're recording it on Monday. It goes up on Friday. I'm not going to edit anything besides maybe the theme song. I'm, I don't know. I'm Connor. I don't I'm have host. that much.
1: I don't have that much faith in us that you're not going to have to edit anything.
0: I don't know, but I'm one of the hosts. I'm Connor. Oh, I'm the other host, I'm Luke, and I'm not a rat. Usually we say something funny there, but we're just diving head first because, because of a bet, if you listen to the Juno episode from Tuesday, um, we get to do a movie that I like, that I know Luke hates, and there were two real options, I think I deleted them out of the episode to make it a surprise, even though if you're friends with both of us, you know what at least one of them is. And that's this one, and it's Ratatouille, the two thousand seven Pixar film directed by Bradley Bird. I should preface this with
1: my issues with this film are are purely species based. I am not (laughs) I am not deaf to the fact that this is a well made Piece of cinema. I know that there are. It's good. But also, the whole fucking thing is rats running around touching food, and I can't be on board with it.
0: Okay, well, um, it is a masterpiece and my favorite Pixar movie, and probably my favorite animated movie, period. It fluctuates between this and Emperor's New Groove. But, um, well let's get into it it opens with a uh, tv exposition we get to hear chef gusto talk about how anyone can cook and man brad bird really likes his tv expositions huh because it does the same thing for the incredibles and kind of tomorrowland
1: i you know i never caught Tomorrowland.
0: i the first two thirds of tomorrowland are very good and then the third jumps off a cliff but I like nice. the beginning of it. and
1: I do like movies that do that. Though.
0: And plus, uh, <coughs> uh, I said I wasn't going to edit anything. And then you just throw that in.
1: I was not an on-purpose thing. <laughs> um, I
0: ate a, a thing. It's a,
1: some kind of oat banana thing previously. And the water wasn't even with it. Um,
0: Gross. <laughs> okay.
1: You know the fish in the pelican's mouth in Finding Nemo? sure when they they gotta get they gotta get hocked back their up
0: names so are they fight Marlon the throat and dory <laughs> this is their true pelican's name is nigel
1: <laughs> this is our second show where we like to get a little more loose this is
0: yeah the bonus is like and even if we do have a guest then like they'll be loose as well i guess um <laughs> it's not a comment on their personality it's just moving on <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, I like the old uh, Disney Castle when they did Pixar movies, when they made it like just slightly more 3D, but it was still yeah, blue and white. Yeah, before they
1: went to the like the one in the
0: river. Yeah, I I just like the slightly 3D blue and white, and then the music that went with that is good, but this uh, doesn't have that music. It has more Michael Giacchino music, because his score for this is immaculate. It's beautiful. I listened to it at work.
1: It was nice. I I don't have qualms with the music. I'll be
0: rushing around at work and someone will be like, what are you listening to? And I'll just be like, souped up. That's the... I also,
1: I don't think it's fair for Connor to assess this movie because he's in it.
0: That's offensive. (laughs) Linguini does not wear glasses. He has a much bigger nose than I do and his hair is curly. (laughs) Now, wh- but that's those are the only differences. I think. Minus, I can.
1: It's been a while since I've seen you cook. I can so kind of cook. Yeah. I can do. But so can he. By the end.
0: No, he doesn't. He can kind of sort of. He never cooks. does it without Remy.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so like. like he. One has to assume that he can sort of do something. I mean, to
0: it. be fair, this movie was like anyone can be a great chef. Anyone can cook, great chefs can come from anywhere, and I was just microwaving nachos and scarfing them down like, (laughs) hell yeah, man, that's me. It's a nice, it's a nice message, um, it was not meant
1: to apply to rats.
0: Well, okay, and also the whole looking like me thing, you're allowed to use that joke one more time throughout this entire show. Not, (laughs) not this episode, the entire run of the podcast.
1: (laughs) entire pantheon of if no a redhead person
0: comes up the only exception is if it's a Muppet movie and Scooter is there because
1: oh I thought you meant I get to use you are specifically Linguini one more no.
0: time <laughs> it's just <if laughs> it's a just re-
1: any red haired comparison you get... I feel like we have episodes on the book already where we've used it
0: I don't think we do do we I don't know might have been something that I'd blocked out if you said it because i get it so many times hold
1: us accountable listeners <laughs> email us
0: about you get it. it so many times growing up where it's just like red hair that's you it's like no nah, it's not and it's like chucky finster that's you i'm like i didn't get glasses until i was in high school please stop to be fair you have a passable
1: chucky finster impression
0: that's just sounding like i have a cold
1: listen it's not just like universal you're able to do it you can ask savannah because this is like in the wheelhouse of like my horrible stitch i also have a horrible chucky finster sti-
0: i only do well my one pop us. <laughs> our former guest <laughs> on the shark tale episode jt uh hated chucky finster's voice so i started doing it to bother him where it's just like
1: and you had to get good it was just
0: Tommy. we're going on an adventure Tommy. Yeah, that was, man, that's possible. I'm that supposed to get a live. That counts. I was supposed to get a live action reboot next year, and thank God they canceled it.
1: They would have cast Drake Bell as all the parts, probably.
0: I think that era of Nickelodeon's over.
1: I, but that era of Drake Bell is not all the way. I don't know. He so Drake Bell tours solo like all the time, and I don't know enough about his solo music to like rag on it or anything, um, but. I don't know if he listens to the show. He might. Shout be out, be shocked, Brandon. If you're listening, yeah. <laughs> um, not. Oh, I was talking about Drake Bell. This this was preface for the story. Uh, there was a guy who I used to work with. Who he loves Drake Bell. He's seen Drake Bell like, like a million times in concert. Um, but also Drake Bell. If you're listening, shout out to you. you
0: know? Yeah. So that was it complicated for that guy to see Drake Bell a bunch of times in concert or did he never thought it would be so simple but... <laughs> he found a way <laughs> he found a way okay um remy is a rat played by Pat oswald and he has uh special senses of smelling and tasting so he became
1: and and larceny
0: well yeah he's a rat Rats steal things wow, that's... they don't there aren't they don't have to they're not little rat farmers
1: There could be. What if this movie could have been rat farmers? They could have grown new types of rat food in the rat sewer. That's
0: not interesting. It was at this point, uh, two nights ago, that I stopped watching this and stopped taking notes. And when I went to watch something brainless, so I turned on Josie and the Pussycats from 2001. And let me tell you, that's a stone cold masterpiece, but I'll talk about that later.
1: You You could have brought that up. What are we on? What is this episode? This is in between 14 and 15? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so you could have brought that up five episodes ago to Jessica, who, uh, for the entirety of our elementary school career, used to wear cat ears to school because she liked that movie so much.
0: I understand. But we can talk about it later. Um <laughs> so Remy's like i want to eat good food because i have a sensitive palate and his dad is like food is fuel and fuel makes us go and if you're picky about fuel then your tank will run dry which he has a point
1: he does uh and that's that's the line i'm
0: going to use on my future children if they don't want to eat a vegetable Um, i also take offense to like remy is the master chef he knows all these mixings of
1: food, and the first thing that we're like, "Oh, wild! What's he's doing? He's eating strawberries and just loose cheese at the same time." Yeah, he's like,
0: combining flavors and the visualization with the sounds and the the like, black background with the colory lines and squiggles, and that's that's incredible. That's one of the best parts.
1: Yeah, visually very cool. The actual foods that they're eating, not a good combo.
0: Fruit and cheese. Fruit and cheese goes great together
1: specifically strawberries and that looked like sharp cheese
0: i don't know man i don't eat strawberries at all no i don't like them i don't know why everybody is always so shocked about this because they're delightful i don't like them
1: all right
0: (laughs) um i guess remy has a fascination with humans to a point that i just wrote remy is (laughs) ariel Yeah. Um, apparently Gusteau swears by saffron, which is interesting choice. It's a weird spice to go all it in on. Uh, the voice actors for Remy and his brother, Emil, who are Patton Oswalt and Pixar animator Peter Sorn, they're just delightful. They're doing a great job. They're trying to sneak around a sleeping old lady to get some food and spices, but old lady wakes up and has big gun.
1: Yeah, she has gone completely senile because... All of her walls and the attic are infested with rats. Oh, yeah, no,
0: the, the reveal of the colony is disgusting, but it's also very funny.
1: Ah, man, that's I, I, that was nightmare fuel. Just so many little rats. It, but they blink and then all run away. Also, we get our first explanation of, oh, he's a clean rat, when he's when Remy is like, Oh, I don't like to walk on all four of my feet because I eat with these. But I would like to put forth that fleas don't grow on paws. Fleas grow in the fur.
0: Okay, but he's not touching the food with the fur, is he?
1: Ah, not yet. Not until later when his fur is touching all the
0: food. Uh, We also are introduced (laughs) to... uh, Gusteau himself as a little ghost, who's a figment of Remy's imagination, who's played by Brad Garrett. Uh, he's finally here.
1: I knew it was a calming presence. And
0: he's fantastic. Uh, yes. Remy's run around buildings. There's he, he almost witnesses a murder, but then they make out. Uh, there's the shadow of Doug the dog from Up chasing after him um yeah and then he's like oh my god i'm in paris and look there's chef gusto's restaurant and the food looks very tasty but it's only got three of the five stars that it used to have because gusto died and the food critic anton ego dick
1: you mean uh hotel transylvania's adam sandler
0: no it's similar... I, I'm just saying, spindly... side by side. They're both spindly, but Anton Ego... Their doesn't... heads
1: are remarkably similar.
0: Anton Ego does not have the most noodly limbs in all of cinema.
1: <laughs> but he does have the
0: same head. They're pointy, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is when Linguini shows up at Gusteau's and is like, Hey, can I have a job? My mom was friends with Chef Gusteau. Um, she died. And someone says, I'm sorry. And he's like, well, she believed in heaven, so she's covered. It's a good line.
1: Yeah. We'll Uh, give him that line.
0: So Linguini's hired as the garbage boy. And he uh, knocks over some soup. So he starts throwing stuff in. And, oh no, that's going to ruin the soup. And Remy knows that because he is food genius. So Remy... Uh, falls into the kitchen and immediately lands in soapy water and after the soapy water is put underneath a broiler and into an oven for a second it is hot it disinfects him and he is washed
1: you can't you can't heat up a rat to make it not a rat plus when you clean something with soapy water do you just throw it into a basin or do you have to scrub it to get the dirt off
0: he moves around.
1: He scrambles, and then he gets out. And then, what does he do after he comes out of the sink? He runs around the dusty floor for a full minute.
0: And he goes underneath the broiler and into the oven where it burns and disinfects stuff. Then he stuff. comes
1: out of the broiler and,
0: and to the
1: floor. Then
0: when he goes to make the soup, what does he do? He washes his paws.
1: He just puts water on them. He doesn't wash them because there's no He washes them soap. good enough. Good enough for what? You know why there's no sequel to this movie? Because th- everybody got the plague.
0: No, it's because the Everybody
1: sto- ate at Linguini's and they got the plague.
0: D- you didn't even watch this, did you?
1: I did watch this.
0: Well, then why did you call the restaurant Linguini's when you know it's called La Ratatouille? Because Linguini is there. It's not his restaurant, it's Remy's. You think you think the rat went to
1: the bank and got a business loan and there was a mortgage person, not a mortgage person, a loan person there who was like, oh, hello, you are a rat. Let me shake your hand. You are a rat. Would you like some money for a restaurant?
0: You are a rat. No, I think uh, Linguini had Gusteau's will and Gusteau's money, so he went, oh, I can afford this. And opened it for his rat friend, and it was his rat friend's.
1: So technically, it's still
0: Linkweenie's. But that's not the name of the place. <laughs> uh, that escape sequence that we just bickered about is incredibly done and a lot of fun. Um, and so Remy tries to fix the soup by throwing stuff in, and I was trying to keep track of the ingredients, and it's very hard to. Yeah, because nothing's, like, labeled. I saw chicken stock and cream and garlic, and cilantro, and more... Cilantro
1: is is underrated.
0: More garlic, and maybe some tofu cubes, and a minced onion.
1: See, I couldn't tell if... You saw those, like, little tofu-looking things a lot of times. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if it was those or those little, like, mozzarella balls.
0: It might have been mozzarella. He was doing something creamy. Or they could have been, like, cube potatoes. I don't know. And it was, like, a tomato soup base, it looked like. The initial base soup was very red.
1: It was. And then he turned it white.
0: With cream. Yes. Lots of cream. Um, we're introduced to the villain of the picture, Chef Skinner. He's very short. That's that's funny. Short man.
1: Yes. Uh, short man who threatens to have angel hair drawn and quartered. Angel hair? Yeah, it's a different type of pasta than Linguini.
0: Oh, <laughs> sure, man.
1: This is our this is our second show where we like to get a little <laughs> looser.
0: Uh, and linguine uh, people like the soup. Linguini captures Remy and is like, I can't cook, but you can. And he accidentally knocks Remy into a river. Uh, he's in a Remy's in a jar. Um, he knocks him into a river, and then it's an immediate cut to a soaking wet linguine, which is very funny to me.
1: There was one part in that scene where they got much too close to wet linguini's face. Um, it was just like, it should have been just a little bit farther back.
0: So you wanted a close-up instead of an extreme close-up, is what you're saying?
1: It was just a little jarring.
0: Okay. Um... I don't I
1: also don't like his chin hair, not one bit.
0: I've never he's, noticed the little chin hairs got, before. He's got little little pubescent whiskers. Even though I guess he's in his twenties, I don't know what Yeah,
1: he's like a grown ass man. I
0: don't know what his deal is. Um So he's like, Hey, uh rat, help me cook by like, I don't know, crawling around me and biting me. He like goes into his pants to see the incredible lo- the Incredibles logo on his boxers, tee hee hee. Uh, at one point, he's in the fridge yelling at Remy, and Chef Skinner comes in, and Linguini's like, I'm just familiarizing myself with the vegetables. And Skinner goes, one can get too familiar with vegetables, you know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I... Laugh.
1: One can. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Laugh. <laughs> Yeah, man, I laughed. I don't know uh, what else to say. And, um, I
1: just kept getting. I was distracted by all of the biting that Remy was doing. All of the biting of Linguini.
0: He does open his shirt to reveal, like, his chest has so many welts, it's almost like Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther.
1: Oh, yeah, the little. <laughs> sure.
0: The
1: tattoo. Yeah. I knew what you meant. Um, but you can't get sick from that. You can get sick from getting bit by a, a random rat you just met a bunch of times. Not
0: if it's a cartoon rat.
1: Nah, man. Rats, rats is rats.
0: Um, the sewer is the sewer. So then we get to the point of the movie where you're either all in and adore it, or just like, what's happening? This has become stupid. And that's when Remy discovers he can pull on Linguini's hairs to control him like a marionette. I don't know who came up with that, but that's fun. It was a fun device. That's good. Um, We also get to meet the uh, Skinner's plan is to take Gusteau's image and license it to frozen food to make money. And so there's a bunch of different Gusteau standees, like one where he's dressed like he's in China, and one where he's dressed like Colonel Sanders, and a dog inside of corn. Do you think they must have corn dogs in France, right? I don't know, man, I've never been, but like, they are like cuisine, so it might not be a common thing. Yeah. Uh, i guess
1: it's a weird fucking thing
0: and while this is happening uh colette who is i think she's played by janine garofalo which is surprise choice i guess uh is teaching linguini all about the basics of cooking in the kitchen even though remy's against it but uh she teaches him some good stuff she teaches him about how you can tell bread is good by the sound of the crust and uh, she gives some of the chefs' backstories. One of them joined the circus. One of them is banned from all casinos. One ran. Yeah, the
1: the one who uh, there's there's a cartoon sting who works in this kitchen, and this accidental cartoon sting is better than uh, I don't know other on purpose cartoon stings who we'll we've talk seen. about
0: in a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, the blonde one, right? Who's uh, you know who he's voiced by, right? The I killed is a man, kill the man with this thumb guy. That's Bojack. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's... That's a weirdly small part for Will Arnett. Yeah, but like you, you take what you can get in a Pixar movie. Yeah, that's true. This is like what one year after Surf's Up surf's up i think it's one year after Surfs i don't
1: really remember surf's up i saw it
0: surf's up weird man but i loved it (laughs) it's a do you remember it being a mockumentary
1: no i like really that's the weird remember that i like ingested it 13 i don't remember it on the way down
0: little 13 year old connor watched it and was like why are they faking this being a real thing when they're obviously cartoons that's the funniest thing in the world Uh, This is, um, we also just, we get more physical shenanigans. It's a very physical, very Jerry Lewis type movie, which I think is funny. And it makes sense because the French love Jerry Lewis. They think he's a hero.
1: He is a hero. He's funny. Do you know, um, this is a good question for you. Um, Of the people involved in this film on on the making it side, how big are all their noses?
0: I don't know. I think it was just like a cartoon thing where they were like designing it. Like, this is a, this is a noticeable face.
1: Yeah. Cause Colette's whole face is a nose ben. and so is, so is Linguini's. Yeah,
0: Linguini's got a honker.
1: Yeah. When they kiss later, I, I couldn't figure out the logistics of how, I don't know, man. They
0: turn a... they face. <laughs> So much nose. Um, Chef Skinner wants to see Linguini go down, so he's like, I know, they want a special order. We'll give them sweetbreads. Sweetbreads in an anchovy licorice sauce.
1: Yeah, that sounds bad.
0: You know what sweetbreads are, right? Uh, No. Brains, I think.
1: Mm, I'm pretty sure that... that didn't look like what they came out with looked like a shrimp.
0: Yeah, I don't. Um, let me double check what sweetbreads are, but I'm ninety nine percent sure. Oh no, it is the culinary name. It is the culinary name for the thymus or pancreas from a calf or a lamb. Sometimes their hearts. Sometimes their throats. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those use up all of the animal type foods. I
1: mean, like, there's a lot of pe- people who like. Sheep, they really like all the different parts of it.
0: Um, like your, it's not, your
1: haggis and yeah. Your... I
0: don't know. You ever had tripe? No, I don't really like fish. It's, uh, no, it's tripe is cow stomach. Ah, but I had. Well, it, I don't like that either. I've had it in a soup before, and it's actually surprisingly really good.
1: I believe it. I'll try anything once, for the most part.
0: Um, but, so, Remy changes up the sweetbread sauce, and everyone loves it, out of nowhere, again. So, Skinner is so mad, he decides to get Linguini drunk. Which is, again, funny sequence. It's funny. Why is it called Ratatouille? It sounds like rat and patootie. Rapatootie. While this is happening, uh... Remy's dad kind of finds out that he's been palling around with humans, so he takes him to the strangest store on the Paris storefront, (laughs) one that's just rats hanging on rat traps. It is just a rat trap depot.
1: Which Exterminators exist, and they sell their wares, but you cannot have just rat carcasses hanging as decoration. I'm
0: pretty sure they're fake. Like, I think they're toys or something. I hope. But, like, it's weird. Don't like it. But, um, there's a good line where the dad says, You can't change nature, Remy. And Remy says, Change is nature. Good line. Good inspiration. Mm. And then, uh, Linguini is asleep and hungover because he was forced to stay late at work and clean all the dishes. So, Remy has to marionette him, and it just, it's like Quap. You remember the game Quap? Sorry.
1: It's weekend at Rat Bernie's.
0: Yeah, or that.
1: I don't know Quap. What's Quap?
0: Uh, it was the game online where you controlled the legs of a runner, but like Q and W would control the calves, and O and P would control like the thighs. And like the fucking like the octopus. Similar, yeah, but it was yeah. free in browser. Mm. Um. And we also get uh, more looks at Anton Ego, who finds out that Gusto's is a hit. And I like how this movie's not necessarily anti-critic, like so many movies like this could be.
1: I don't know. It's kind of anti-critic. It's, at the end.
0: I mean, it's it is and it isn't. It's not like critics are stupid and always wrong. But he's like, you know, it's a it's a job. Sometimes we're dicks about it, but like that's fun. But, like, sometimes I just gotta throw my hands up and be like, shit, this thing that I thought was bad is good. Yeah,
1: I don't know. It just felt really... there. Part of that big speech at the end was like, oh, yeah, this is nice. But there was also that element of, like, everybody's taking it too seriously. and Your work that you're creating is more worth than
0: well, criticism. Well, I, I think it's like... I think it can be interpreted as critics like, if they give your stuff a bad review, don't let it get you down. You still created this. You're still an artist. You've still done this. And, like, it's worthwhile to continue to pursue the endeavor. That's fair. It's, I don't know. I I think
1: they could have said that more directly. I
0: don't think, but then it would dumb down the movie. That's what I like about this movie. It doesn't talk down. It's just like, rats are in the kitchen and we're having fun. Deal with it. (laughs) <laughs> and if you try to ask that's like
1: you addressed me directly and
0: if you try to ask like wait what about these other things or can you explain to me it's like you'll get it just watch it oh uh forgot to mention Linguini tries to confess that he has Rat pulling his strings to Colette and they end up kissing and Colette almost maces him in the face but she decides not to and she goes in for more makeout. it's fun uh, and then I also
1: had not remembered that uh, the French Rainbow Connection originated, well, probably not originated, but was in here because you hear that so much on the what? on the TikTok.
0: How, how is Le Feston French Rainbow Connection?
1: Isn't that isn't that what it is? No, I thought it was Rainbow Connection in French.
0: No. <laughs> no, it's why you don't play, that different it's incredibly different did It's different. It's incredibly different Is this a bit or are you serious? (laughs) Uh, are we sure that that's not what that is? No, it's called Le Feston. It was written by... Damn, dude. It was written by Camille and Michael Giacchino. Why would they do a French rainbow connection also? I don't
1: know, because it sounds nice.
0: I mean, it would, yeah, but... It's not.
1: It was right around the time. When did this movie come out in relation to The Ballad of Ricky Bobby?
0: One year after.
1: Yeah, man. So, uh, Paint It Black in French had just come out?
0: I'm pretty sure Paint It Black in French came out when Paint It Black came out, but Probably, in France.
1: Yeah. Right, but it had just popped up again. They were like, oh, this is the perfect time
0: for the Rainbow Oh, Connection. man, we just bought the Muppets, and we did a thing with them two years ago that was a garbage fire. Let's throw Rainbow Connection into this. No.
1: Yeah, right? Like, it's lifted. That's not that out there as an idea. It's
0: incredibly out there as an idea, especially since this movie takes place in two thousand six.
1: What is the What is the significance of the? Year?
0: I was because uh, I don't think a French version of Rainbow Connection would be that popular in two thousand six, especially because a new re-recorded American version came out five years later and nobody cared.
1: But I don't know if it had to be a big thing on its own,
0: I d- I'm, I'm like,
1: it could have just fit. I'm into really this frustrated with puzzle. the fact
0: that you think that Feston is a, is French rainbow connection when they sound incredibly no. different based on your
1: reaction and how this went. I'm sure that I was wrong about it. Um, yes. I just don't think it would be as terrible of an idea as you think it would be.
0: I, d- I think it's weird. I don't think it would, it would take me way out of the movie if I heard it. And was like, that is Rainbow Connection, but with a different language. That would just be weird. I
1: don't know, man. Anything can slow way down and sound entirely different. That's the beauty of music. Anything can be fucked with and turned an entirely different way and turned into an entirely new art piece.
0: It's similar with food. Yeah. But not if Unless a rat does it. <laughs> yes! Yes,
1: you objectively cannot eat food made by a rat.
0: Yes, because rats can't actually cook because this is a cartoon. (laughs) This is not real.
1: It's a cartoon released uh, with a companion cartoon about how people are just being mean to rats about food.
0: It's a DVD release, not a theatrical release. Theatrically, this movie was released with Lifted, the alien short i don't know that one. Oh, it's fun it's i don't think i i didn't see it in theaters it's like a driving school but with an alien kid and he just can't he can't abduct the guy he keeps screwing up anyway after all that um <laughs> we find out that linguini is actually gusto's son and it's a great brad garrett scene where brad garrett is just voicing all of the different cutouts in strange accents while still doing his French accent, he's just killing it. Very enjoyable. Uh, this the entire movie. I was actually wondering, hey, when does this take place? And because like there's black and white TVs, there's like no one's using a cell phone, but they dress kind of modern. But it's back and forth. And then in this, if you look on his will, it says he died in 2004. And if an heir was not produced within two years, then it would all so go to current. It would all go to Skinner. So it's 2006 yeah
1: yeah current to win it yeah
0: um and so so that happens linguini inherits gustos it's a hit fest not before the fun little chase oh yeah there's a chase where remy uh takes the documents that proves linguini is gusto's son and skinner is like that has my documents the best line of the movie he says it the rat it's stolen my documents he says it a couple times (laughs) but yeah it's it's a fun chase it's a great time throughout the streets of paris i didn't write it down because i was just watching it and having a good time
1: i had to write down the rat it's stolen my documents (laughs) because i laughed a lot
0: and this feels like the end of it almost when they get the restaurant and everything is a success. It could
1: be. But we Except need... for there's a
0: B story that has been going on the whole time of Remy being a thief. Well, yeah, Remy is a thi- Remy's stealing food for his family and Anton Ego needs to come in and do his reckoning. And so um, Remy and Linguini get in a big fight because Linguini's taking all the credit because Remy can't take the credit because he's a rat. But he's still upset about it. And so Remy's like, bring the whole gang, we can all steal food. And Linguini's like, how dare you, I trusted you.
1: All of the food needs to be thrown out. An army of rats from the actual sewer, living in the poop water, traipsed into the kitchen. They aren't living in the sewer. And touched all the food.
0: I thought they, are they living in the sewer? What would you call
1: that location?
0: I honestly forget, it might be the sewer. Um... (laughs) But hey it's fine because then ego needs his food and Linguini is like i'm sorry remy i need your help i don't know what to do and he reveals his secret to all the other chefs and all the other chefs leave except colette comes back that's the right move so yeah colette coming back that is the right move um, All of the
1: other chefs leaving.
0: So then the entire colony rats comes in and first they tie up the health inspector and throw him in the fridge. Funny. And they do that to Chef Skinner later. And then, um, so half the pe peop- ha- the the t- a group of the rats does that with the health inspector while the other rats help cook. First thing they do, they go into the very hot dishwasher and are cleaned. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so the water inside the dishwasher, um, it—I don't know if you've done dishwashing before. I've
0: never been inside one of those. I've never. Of course, stood you there haven't. And went, because
1: the water comes out hot enough
0: where it would burn your skin. Yeah, but not rat fur. In a cartoon. Yes, rat fur. In a yes, cartoon. Rat skin.
1: And it comes back to the main, the driving point, which is you cannot wash the rat off of a rat.
0: You just sound very prejudiced. It's not prejudice, because they're rats. They're not real. It's a cartoon, <laughs> and it's an incredible car- piece of animation, even, not just cartoon.
1: Sure, the animation is well done. The movie is well put together. They are rats touching the food.
0: Yeah. But guess what? You don't have to eat the food because it's not real food.
1: Right. But all those people did, and we didn't see them again.
0: Because the movie ended. Because they're not real. Did you know that computer Did you know that computer animation died. is just a series of ones and zeros <laughs> all put together to form the illusion of life?
1: Listen, you can talk all about the illusion of life. I'm going to bring, next time I, I come and see you, I'm going to stop in the sewer, and I'm going to grab a rat, and then I'm going to put it in your soup, and I'm going to be like, here you go, Connor, I made this soup with a rat, we sang about it, he, first I put him in my underpants, he looked, he liked my underpants, and then he crawled up and he bit my chest a bunch of times, and we had a jolly laugh about it. Hey, Luke, did and you know be like, I'm oh, not man, a cartoon? You're <laughs>
0: Did you know I'm a human being and that would be bad, but considering that these are cartoons, it's fine because it's a fictional world where rats can talk. I don't know, man. <sighs> um, so they make gratitude. You knew this
1: was coming. You signed up for this. I know.
0: So they make Ratatouille and Anton Ego eats it and he's like, this reminds me of my mother. I love it. Can I meet the chef? And they're like, um, sure it's a rat. And Yeah, you have to wait till closing. So that people don't know it's a rat. So Anton Ego's like, here is my review. The food is incredible. It is a rat, but the food is incredible. So they get shut down. But Oh no. They it's not Linguini's money. I'm really stupid. They say flat out, Ego is the owner of the restaurant. He invests in them.
1: Yeah, because his mother was a rat.
0: You see his mother.
1: Yeah, she's a rat.
0: That's mean.
1: She's a bunch of different rats in a person costume. That's why he ate the food, and that's what I took away was, oh, man, this, this guy's mom was a rat.
0: It is nice that, uh... She cooks food like a rat. It is nice at the end, you see, like, his face is a little chubbier. And he's just, like, got a little more weight because he's eating food now. He's not being a douche about it. He's just, like, food good. (laughs) And, um...
1: I also thought part of that that speech of, like... I don't know. There was one thing he said specifically that I was like, oh, man, he's talking right to me and Connor. (laughs) He's roasting us specifically.
0: It's like, you can have your fun with it. You can... It's fun to negatively critique and uh read negative critiques but like you have to realize that anyone can do anything or something i i don't know exactly what what did he just like and a great chef can come from anywhere and the no highway podcast <laughs> can go eat shit
1: yeah kind of
0: <laughs> um that's it that's the movie for one of my favorite animated movies of all time, I didn't take many notes on it because I just wanted to watch the thing. Just wanted to, uh, you know, sit back and have a good time. And it's a,
1: I took all. I took all the notes. Most of them were rat-related. Um, and it's a
0: bonus. But episode. I, it's because I knew you were coming for me. And it's a well, yeah, because you're wrong about it. Because it's animated, and it's a bonus <laughs> episode. So like, we're looser. Yeah, we're having fun here. Um, we get a little loose. We talk about rats here. We can still do the criteria. How's the soundtrack? It's incredible. It's good. Hey, Tink tonk What?
1: It's not Rainbow Connection. Oh, no. Like, it's the. It is the song from Tink Tong.
0: Yeah, it's the Tik like how they're singing it completely. The falls and then. boom, bam, bam. Because Ratatouille has, like, a meme life of basically just going. Uh, the rat from Ratatouille is named Ratatouille, and he can kick people's ass. And everyone being like, "No, it's not." <laughs> or like Ratatouille is actually a Gundam movie, if you think about it, or like a mech suit movie, which is tr- I guess it's true technically.
1: Technically,
0: um, you got anything for the dieselometer? Yeah, it's Shane Wolf
1: covered in shit. <laughs> um,
0: All right, I'll take right, that. Right after
1: he got out of the shower. Uh, it's a very it's there's there's merit to the performance there's good stuff there, but you wouldn't let it touch your food. It's covered in <laughs> shit from the sewer.
0: You're telling me if Vin Diesel bought you a plate of food, he's like, I may have made it while I was covered in shit. You wouldn't be like, oh, thank you, Vin.
1: Specifically, not Shane Wolf from the rest of the film. Specifically, Shane Wolf standing in the living room covered in shit. Only that.
0: Shane Wolf. I stopped listening when he said Shane Wolf because I agree. It's a very uh, personal performance. Um, has the director gone on... What has the director gone on to do? It's Brad Bird. <laughs> he has gone on to make a lot of good things. After this, he did Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Ooh. Which is a good Mission Impossible. I mean, most of the Mission... I think
1: most of the... Yeah, that you were going to say that. Yeah, (laughs)
0: most of the Mission Impossibles are very good. But, like, this is the start of the new movies where it's more insane.
1: I definitely had a Club Penguin account where either the the name or the password had Ethan Hunt in it.
0: Weird. (laughs) Mine was Yoda. It was like... yoda 112 or something my mom was like why'd you do 112 i'm like i don't know (laughs) but like you want to know why i did yoda she's like i know why you did yoda (laughs) um
1: like because this is this is my second club penguin this is where we get a little looser
0: (laughs) oh i wrote these out of order when i wasn't paying attention but whatever little looser uh, Brad Garrett or uh, er, Brad Bird has also done Tomorrowland again. First two thirds are great, last third falls off a cliff, and The Incredibles too. And he's developing something original next that might have an element of music to it, which is interesting. Fantasia three thousand. There needs to be a Fantasia three D. I don't know why they didn't jump on that when three D was big. Yeah, I I'm a fan. I like the Fantasia. I dig the Fantasia. But, like, they gave Mickey his iconic Sorcerer's Apprentice. They gave Donald the pomp and circumstance in Fantasia 2000. We need a Goofy Fantasia segment.
1: Set to John Coltrane, where we finally find out the thing about Goofy that we all want to know about. And it's that Goofy <laughs>
0: <fun>. <laughs> Well, yeah, he has a kid. Yeah. I uh, like in the stand-up routine where i was like walt disney needed to prove he wasn't a virgin somehow (laughs) i was uh, after that happened my cousin walked up to me he's like why didn't you just say goofy fucks i'm like because i didn't want to say fuck in my stand-up routine i I wanted to be family friendly because i knew you were bringing your 10 year old brother i knew your
1: infant was gonna be here um
0: did i like it as did i like it as a kid or would i have liked it as a kid yeah man I think it took me a bunch of rewatches to really appreciate it. I think the first time through I was just like, that was good. But then like every time it came on twenty five days of Christmas, I'd just leave it on and be like, Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, I probably would've
0: I still don't all
1: the way dislike it. I just have, have the
0: ideological d- differences. Dumbest qualm with it. <laughs> anyone can ever have about a movie. Uh, I disagree. Who's the Brad Garrett Carol Kane? It's Brad! Brad Garrett! <laughs> it's Gusto. It's Brad Garrett! Um, is there anything as memorable as the Peter Pan dance? For me, it's the soundtrack and how good the food looks, because the food looks delicious.
1: See, I say that first scene uh, in the kitchen.
0: That's a good choice, too. And is there anything as batshit insane as the Sound of Music subplot from the pacifier, which, in case you don't remember, is the scene in which Seth dyes his bleaches his hair blonde and has a nazi armband and everyone's like that boy's a nazi and then vin diesel follows him and it turns out he's just rolf in a production of the sound of music with like a 40 year old diesel and uh that's introduced with like maybe 20 minutes left in the movie and it's resolved in maybe two minutes <laughs> the concept of rats in a kitchen isn't ah, yeah you you beat me to it yeah it is i can admit that but, like, it's a cartoon. That's... And... It's too many rats. Uh, what'd you rank it?
1: Um, I gave it strawberries and cheese in a Burger King wrapper.
0: Better, worse.
1: <clears throat> um, you guys hear me clear my throat, because I'm a little bit looser here. Let me uh, clear my
0: throat. <laughs> uh...
1: Obviously, this movie is better than I personally give it credit for. Um, I know that my thing is my own personal thing with rats. Uh, It's still not better than The Pacifier.
0: Mm -hmm. Can edit that so it's just, this movie is obviously better than The Pacifier. (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I gave it 40 pieces of cheese out of 40. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie. It's better. It's perfect. So, um... I disagree. That's that quick discussion on Ratatui. Uh... We don't have a coming attractions game, so we're just gonna talk about, uh... You know, how what's coming up with the podcast, how we think it's been going, thanking you all for listening. And, um, we might yeah. talk about stuff we watched recently within this week. So... First up, we've got some good guests coming up. I don't know if we want to reveal the movies just in case people play Coming Attractions along with us. I've never, like, known what to do about that.
1: I think we we can leave the movies a secret. You you hear them as they come up. Yeah. It's incentive to listen all the way to the end. Well, guess... Because you'll be able to beat me to guess what it is.
0: (laughs) Well, guess... Oh,
1: this is almost all the way irrelevant. Um... But in, in Little Giants, Mm -hmm. part of the thing that, that came through was like half of the coming attractions. Um, and you hear, you hear some of the discussion about it and you hear enough of Corey explaining it to make it insane that I guessed Joe fucking dirt. Oh yeah.
0: No, I didn't understand why that happened. You make guesses that like lot in the moment. I'm just like, no, it can't be that because I know what it was since they said the studio name. But like, I get nervous when I edit them and look back. I'm like, how did what? Where did this come from? Um, I think it was just Christopher Walken. So we've got some great guests coming up. We've got musician Ian C. Weber. We've got uh, Amber from her podcast called Trans Sister Radio, right? that's the one yeah uh, we got brandon from the blue bloods college football podcast we're gonna have matt from i drink your podcast coming on soon it's a we've got a good lineup yeah we I, we have uh all of video high is coming as well yeah eventually that's gonna work out yeah. um and uh we've got a good mix of movies I would say that we could do another bet on here for Luke to get a movie that he loves that he knows I hate, but we've already got one of those given to us by someone else. <laughs> Coming up. So like yeah, that's th- a... It really like
1: it wasn't the one I was going to give you if I won if won this bet. Really? Um no, no, cuz I that was fun. Um but this one the one that I was going to give you is a lot closer to my
0: heart. Uh, so, and I know you hate so it. So you were going to give me Moulin Rouge. I absolutely was going to yeah, give you Yeah, no, Moulin I
1: Rouge. saw that coming a mile away.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I just, like, I knew you were going to give me
0: this. Yeah, well, I it was between this and Looper. And, like, I think Looper would make for, up like, the freak out that I had at you about Festa not being French Rainbow Connection. That would be, <laughs> not, like, just. Most of the Looper episode, I think, would be like, this is chill, this is cool, and then we get to the one thing that you're wrong about in that movie, and I'd just, like, go berserk, because it's a very (laughs) simple thing if you just watch the movie. I also
1: think that, like,
0: overall, that'd
1: probably be—and we could be wrong, like, I don't know, other people could feel differently—I feel like that one would have been less entertaining— Maybe they won't think we're funny in this at all. Uh, but this one is like uh, this. This is more of a thing that I have with the whole movie. So we kind of got to riff throughout. Yeah. Whereas Looper, I and I don't remember that much. I just remember that I like didn't like it, and I remember that thing um, that you're wrong about. Not the point. <laughs> um, but I. But like, I don't know that we would have had. It, it would have had as much to go with there.
0: That's possible. I don't know. So I'm
1: glad we did Ratatouille.
0: I'm glad we did Ratatouille as well because I like watching Ratatouille. Speaking of watching, we've been considering like if we made paywall content, which isn't gonna happen until we have a lot more listeners. I would say.
1: So get
0: sharing. Tell your friends. Help us put up
1: the paywall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> help us build this wall for you to give us like two dollars a month or whatever uh but help us bring you more content we considered doing another weekly podcast for one that we would record on the week not four weeks in advance like we have been doing um where it would be called like what you watching weekly where the two of us would just like you know little looser like this share <laughs> we get a little loose great the title for this is Ratatouille, but make it loose <laughs> um we would just share what we were watching that week because you know sometimes we want to talk about stuff that just came out or like mention some things that we watched recently because i've like i went on a bit of a binge this weekend where i was like i want to watch movies that aren't podcast related i just want to watch what i want to watch
1: i i most of that for me is like different tv stuff yeah um i've been on a 24 rewatch Um, and we just did, we just did the most recent, um, season of American Horror Story.
0: Was that Apocalypse or is there one after that?
1: No, uh, Camp or 1984. Oh, okay. the The one
0: where Matthew Morrison has like short shorts the whole time.
1: The one, okay, yeah, so it's Matthew Morrison, he's there, he's fucking Will Schuster, you know, and I couldn't get past it because there's, the running gag is just that, like, he has a huge penis, and I don't know if that's, like, legit, I don't know the, the thing behind that, but they just keep saying it to him for nine episodes, it's like, you and your elephant trunk penis, and I just, every time I would, I would be, I couldn't get past it samantha would be like, "Why?" and I'd be like, "Because he is in charge of the new direct directions at McKinley High."
0: I guess, I don't know. That's weird. Um, yeah, TV show-wise, I've been going through Harley Quinn cuz it's it's a fun cartoon. It's like a good enough time for me to turn off my brain. The I like the guy who plays uh King Shark. He's, he's King Shark, Clayface, and Dr. Psycho actually are all just really funny voices uh dr psycho is forky and you get to hear him start to yell like the,
1: the forky actor yeah
0: tony hale um you get to hear him start to shout the c word multiple times but then they cut it off but i'm always like forky what are you doing <laughs> uh but movie wise this weekend three big ones uh the howard ashman documentary that came on disney plus was nice it was a streaming service documentary yeah uh, seth rogan's american pickle i was shocked at how much i really liked it it's i've heard good things pretty good time it does uh the thing that i like where like it's in the past and it's like in a old aspect ratio and then as time moves on it becomes widescreen Mm. uh it it was going in a direction that i was worried about i thought it was going to go in a trump direction but it turned away from that very quickly which i was like all right that's fine but, uh, you know, it's fun. Uh, Seth Rogen's walking around with a big beard, and he's like, you will buy my pickle, or I will do a violence to you. And then Seth Rogen is I'm also for it. walking around without a beard, and he's just like, I can't sell my app! It's, it's pretty good. I, I dug it. Right on. And then, uh, I'll check it out. Last but not least, as mentioned earlier, Josie and the Pussycats from 2001 is a <laughs> masterpiece where why i like the the only thing that i remember from this movie growing up was the uh skating rink near my house had the poster up until like 2008 when it was converted into a pop punk rock venue for some reason but um i was i would always like skate by and be like that movie came out in 2001 why is the poster still up i get it now (laughs) whoever owned that place was just cool because they were like hey want to spread the word about this anti-consumerism anti-capitalist masterpiece that predicted going viral like the viral music scene because <clears throat> do you know what the plot i never saw Have it you heard anything I... about the plot no so it's like you know oh uh josie and the pussycats from riverdale and their rise to fame as a pop girl group and alan cumming is this evil record label producer because the record is he floop that's nah, well yeah it's alan Cumming, but it's less floop but um hmm. because the record label is working with top secret technology that the governments of the world are interested in because they are uh putting subliminal messages underneath the music to get teenagers to buy into fads and like change their thoughts and interesting because all that spending is good for the economy and the economy is good, then the country is good. Uh, America is the most ass kickinest country in the world. Those lines are delivered in an informational video to the leaders of the world by Eugene Levy playing himself. It is a strange thing, but that's, it is a stone cold masterpiece.
1: That's something
0: I like. I I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was looking at. But um. And besides... My whole experience with it, as mentioned earlier, Jessica. Yeah. And um, that's kind of all I've watched this week. I mean, I watched Muppets Now when the new episode came out because I'm keeping up with that when it comes out every week. Because it's a new Muppet show and it's very good. You are the Muppet guy. It's good. It's a lot of fun. It's, you know, very similar to the original Muppet show in that, like, it's focusing on the sketches more than the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. And... Right on. Matt Vogel's Kermit the Frog is good. Stop complaining. I did see that on your Twitter. Stop complaining about it. It's good. I uh, I don't know enough about it to complain about it. People are just like, the Um, voice sounds different. I don't know. I can do a better Kermit voice than him. And I'm like, yeah, he he made it deep. Shameless Connor Kermit plug. That wasn't. Happening here. (laughs) That wasn't even my Kermit voice. And besides, I wouldn't do that because Matt Vogel is doing well. Yes, he changed it so it's a little deeper and a little more towards the front of the mouth than in the throat. But he's got the personality back to the way it was before recently where Kermit just became a sad sack. Some of the modern stuff, Kermit's just... Who drinks tea! Some of the modern stuff, Kermit's just like, Oh, everybody's going away and I'm so sad and blah blah blah. And now he's just like freaking out at people again and he's like making disgruntled faces. And I don't know, it's... It's, it's good. He's good. Also, for, for some reason, the Swedish <laughs> welcome chef...
1: To, welcome to our second show, <laughs> where we get a little looser. Connor says a lot of stuff about the Muppets, and I say, cool.
0: It's interesting. They give the Swedish chef a new segment, and uh, there are only two episodes out, but the Swedish chef's segment is in both of them. And uh, both times, the chef is kind of an asshole now. They kind of... Wasn't he always... He was mostly just oblivious, but now he's like actively like the host, who's a turkey, is like, "Don't like be careful cutting up those peppers for this taco chef. They're spicy." And he's just like, oh, "Spicy, ooh, they're spicy." And he's like putting all the peppers on his fingers. He's like, "Looky, looky, ooh, they're spicy." <laughs> and he's just being a dick. It's funny. Right on. Sorry, that was yeah. Um. I don't have anyone to talk about Muppets now with. <laughs> no, no, I just don't have any, like. I have a single tweet. I believe and, like, you. Like, sounds that's cool it for the day. <laughs> um. Yeah. You watch anything else?
1: Um, that's like the extent of my my TV stuff. I've been on. Uh, I've been on like the gaming grind, which is probably the same as the Muppet thing. I could go off about how like. Cuphead is is beautiful and fun, but so fucking infuriating. Oh, Cuphead's so and fucking hard. finally just came to PlayStation. I... I don't know why I said it that way.
0: PlayStation! PlayStation! I play on the station. <laughs> nah, no, I, I got Cuphead on Switch a while ago, and, like, I, I can't get any further than, like, I'm, I'm really bad at it.
1: It's... Yeah, man. It's... I will say, though, that there are plenty of games where i have just died over and over and over again um and this is one of the more entertaining
0: to do that in it is super fun yeah because
1: the visuals and the music
0: Mhm. it is the sweatiest my palms have ever been with a video game i think
1: <laughs> uh also the tie remaster came out super cool that that was a thing at all um, oh the
0: tasmanian tiger
1: Yeah, yeah, and they're like, Chrome Studios is is a little lesser known, Um, and so they put a Kickstarter out to remaster this game, and they initially were going to just do it for Switch, and they added PlayStation and Xbox's reach goals, Oh, nice! and
0: they met them. Cool. You know what they need to remaster? That Uh, I've heard rumors about, and I've heard people being like, this gotta happen after Battle for Bikini Bottom, we gotta get this. I don't know. Simpsons Hit and Run.
1: I never played Hit and Run, I know. Oh, it rules. But I did play the other one.
0: Uh, Road Rage?
1: No, not the car one.
0: Oh, the movie the game? The one that was... Or just the Simpsons not... game? The Sim- Yeah. That was... And I thought
1: that was cool. Came
0: out the same year as the movie, so it's kind of connected. But, Hit and Run's fun. Alright, do we have anything else, or do we want to stop this? <laughs> We're just getting loose. Yeah, but... Well, also, uh, we should... You know, consider stopping this soon, because I got uh, 45 minutes to post the episode, to finish editing. They don't
1: know that? To finish editing and post Because when episode. this comes out, it'll be Friday, so you will have already done
0: it. Yeah, I know, but I don't know, the behind-scenes no, the <laughs> Um editing the Juno episode, which you've probably already listened to, which uh, you hear the results of this bet on. I think we started out strong, and now we've kind of careened downwards. Yeah.
1: But I i mean, this is this is kind of some other stuff we can do. We uh, we like we like noodling around. We like talking about stuff. And you like noodles. It seems like it seems like some of you guys are having fun with us.
0: Yeah. Thank you and, uh, for those who that's pretty rad have been listening from week to week. It's a good time. It's a
1: yeah. uh... <laughs> and we're open to we're open to feedback we love hearing from people so let us know some stuff
0: please let us know tweet us email us nohighwaypod at gmail.com uh review us on itunes we currently have uh six reviews and seven general ratings someone just didn't write a review uh one of those reviews is from me so that doesn't count (laughs) it's just me going this so five (laughs) it's just me going this is how you write a review but it's a you know it's a fun time And life I tell your friends if you think it's a fun time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah spread
1: it around let everybody know let everybody have some fun because we're we're uh, we're digging it I'm and, proud of it uh, so far we'd like to be yeah yeah we'd like to be able to my, do some more for you guys My
0: mom has told me that she listens to mo- episodes where she knows the movie Oh yeah and she only yelled at me once because she was like i listened to gremlins and you made me sound like a terrible person for (laughs) saying that like i would tell you things are scary and i'm like but you did um my parents listened to overboard okay uh my dad
1: was like pretty checked out which was like on par with where i thought he was gonna be um mom was more on that she liked that movie. She thought mm. that we were mean about it. Uh, but then I found out, I forgot that I didn't get to do the egg thing at any point. Uh, apparently, old fridges used to come with uh, like an indent. Like, you know when you bring a tray of deviled eggs somewhere and it's like an indented... Um, yes, I bring trays tupperware? of deviled
0: eggs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but I guess those going to I walk into work in and fridges. they're like, oh my god, there's deviled egg boy right there. Uh,
1: yeah. So they were listening to that, and mom just, like, started losing it about the egg thing, and then I kept saying it, and I was like, what? And then she was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, you wouldn't know about it, because that's, like, a thing. But her house burned down when they were little, and I oh. guess she has this memory of, like, going back, and the fridge was there, and, like, pulling the eggs out of there, and then throwing them.
0: Hmm. Interesting yeah my dad was like and we can tell you that story because this is where we get a little looser my dad was like yeah i gotta listen to it at some point huh and i'm like i mean you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) but that's that for the episode i think unless there's anything else you want to say you got anything no just the just the same stuff we've been saying over yeah and thank you guys thank you mostly hang on for the ride you have nothing you want to plug
1: um Man, I was thinking of like a a plug joke, in um, the. I, I know would, what I have to fire a blank. Um, I mean, mostly mostly the show. Um, you can also. I don't know. You could. Oh, uh, we <laughs> could we, we have an stuff.
0: Instagram now. We're not going to mention yes! that for about five episodes. But um, we do have an Instagram now. It's still at No Highway Pod. It's you know it's like the stuff we're posting on Facebook and Twitter, but more half and half because some days i'm posting on the instagram some days luke is and like you'll you'll get the different voices we don't have a brand voice because it's just (laughs) because we're still working on it we also we have
1: uh we have the youtube channel um it's moving pretty slowly um
0: but it exists (laughs) uh... and
1: zoom is on there and other episodes will be uploaded
0: so do you want me to delete the part from the juno episode where you're like at this point all of them should probably be up there
1: Uh, no, you can, like, you can, like, I'll, I'll write something about it, probably, um, but I'm hoping to at least have G-Force up there by the end of the week.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, also, in case you're interested, I appeared on an episode of the D College podcast recently with my Disney roommates. Uh, we talked about our experiences with the Disney College program, and we played a game that I created called the IP Remix Challenge, where you have to re-theme Disney rides, uh, one of the challenges was how do you make the Tower of Terror a recess ride? Do you remember mm-hmm. recess? Yeah! Uh, it turned into uh the winning pitch was from Brandon, our future guest, and he was like, keep the ride the same, but make the outside look like TJ Detweiler. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the Twilight Zone Tower of TJ. I'm for it. But, um, that, that's... Oh my god, I mean... <laughs>
1: we're just riffing here. I do
0: have to plug my laptop into its charger.
1: Oh man, I probably do too. I
0: actually don't. It's I got like three hours left on it. But we're not <laughs> going to riff for another three hours, because I have work tomorrow, and I have to edit the rest of Juno, so...
1: And I have to finish the poster?
0: That's... And
1: maybe GeForce. <laughs>
0: that's that. That's... Thank you all for listening to this little looser bonus episode about Ratatouille. Uh, tune in! Oh, you know, wait, wait. But before we go, uh, what's your favorite Pixar of all time? Or can you, or do you want to riff off a top five?
1: Um, what is my favorite?
0: Because I can riff off my top five. <laughs> I, I think it's still gotta be Toy Story. OG. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my top five, number one's Ratatouille, number two is Inside Out, number three is OG Toy Story, four is WALL-E, and five is Monsters, Inc. All right, well, I was not prepared for a five. Um. I've got... But I'll come back to you. I've got a full list. <laughs> I'll come back to it. I've got a full list on Letterboxd. I like updating it and looking at it of just every Pixar movie ranked. Anyway, that's that thank you again for listening uh tune in on tuesday for the super mario brothers movie from 1993 with ian c weber from what i remember it's a very fun time and i keep next tuesday this tuesday is juno no this tuesday this is friday this comes out on friday
1: we get a little looser with understanding what's going on on our
0: second show (laughs) Welcome to the second show where the concept of time and reality is a little bit looser. I mean, yeah. The co- How long can we stretch that, gym? The concept of reality is looser, considering you'd think that cartoon rats have real you know, world consequences. Um, so, consequences. for no highway option, Same. i I've been Connor and i've been luke and as always these have been our opinions unless they are the fact that rats in cartoons don't have the same germs as real rats and if you you didn't like like it too bad if you disagree too bad because it's our way no highway some highway Option. option no Theme music for No Highway Option is the song Welcome to the Show by Kevin MacLeod, licensed by using the Creative Commons Attribution License. To find this song and more songs like it, or to read the full license for yourself, you can follow the links in our show description. No Highway Option was created by and starring Connor and Luke, and produced by Connor.